This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. There's a very interesting trend that's been occurring in America. It involves RVs and traveling, and we're part of it. That's why we do these podcasts. Not only do we tell you about our adventures, but we also report about people who do this as well as the industry itself. For example... Just a few years ago, the average age for buying an RV was 55. Know what it is today? 34. RVs used to be just for weekends and vacations. Today, people live in them. Can you make a living while traveling and living in your RV? Absolutely. Meet Dan and Rachel T. Kempel. Rachel is a nurse who can work from any location. Dan has a mobile RV service called RigTech, and they're here to tell you how they make it work. Rachel and Dan, welcome to our podcast. Well, thanks for having us. Thank it's you. Really yes. appreciate it. Pleasure having here. you guys here. Absolutely. Now, you guys are full-timers. You're a little bit different than what we do. We have a Class A. You guys have, what, a fifth wheel, right? That's we- right. We have a fifth wheel grand design. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Now, how long is it? 35 feet. Is this the only one you've had? Oh, no. So, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, it no. is a long story. So, oh, so is ours. <laughs> when we first started 25 years ago, I guess it wasn't 25 years. We, we have a daughter mm-hmm. who's 22. So, we used to be tent campers. Right. Okay. And when we first started, you know, like everybody else, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So, on vacation, we would just go camping. Mm-hmm. So, the day before we were getting ready to go for a week's vacation, Rachel says, well, we need to go somewhere and, and pick something up. I'm like, well, you know, this is, we're busy. I don't have time to do that. So we got in the truck anyways, and we drove over and we were going down the road and there's this little pop up there and she's just pulling here and I pull in and she says, you see that? That's mine. <laughs> so she bought a camper without me knowing. Oh my God. That's awesome. And I was not happy. Oh, no. I'm, a ten, I'm a tent camper. I mean, camping is camping. And I had graduated from a tent. So. Oh, you, you've had enough of it, huh? Right. Oh, my right. gosh. I understand that. Well, wow. we uh, so that next that week, we're sitting there, and it's like Wednesday, and we're sitting inside. It's raining out. We're playing Yahtzee on the table. And I'm like, you know what? This is all right. This is, And we've been in a, in a camper ever since. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we so we went from the pop-up uh-huh. to the uh, 19-foot travel trailer 
to a 36-foot pull-behind uh, toy hauler, mm-hmm. and then now the uh, the Grand Design fifth wheel. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, and what do you gosh. pull it with? I have a 22 F350 mm-hmm. with a diesel, single rear wheel, but uh, the 10-speed transmission is great. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. It's a big difference over the last truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you can go up and down hills, no problem. Going up and down hills, fuel mileage is great, lots of power. Mm-hmm. It's just a, It's been a great truck. We went from a short bed to a long bed. So the long bed is so much more comfortable it's it's a uh, better handling what does it mean by long bed that there's four doors and you have a back seat no so no. we had a <laughs> six and three quarter foot bed uh-huh. so we, we still have the four door pickup oh, truck so it's the bed in the back it's right. the bed in the oh, back oh okay yeah. okay yeah you wouldn't think 18 inches would make that big of a difference but but it does i huh? mean a 20 mile an hour crosswind because we usually stop at like a 25 mile an hour crosswind we don't right. really oh, we don't right. push it mm-hmm. um but a 20 mile an hour crosswind in the long bed is great in the short bed you're two fist in the steering wheel and yeah oh, yeah wow. you're holding on full-time wow. job your grand design did you buy new or used you can go ahead that's your story for sure <laughs> that so, <one. laughs> we had the we had, we had the a toy, toy hauler, hauler and we had some structural issues with it and i patched it together and did our did our thing four days into this big great adventure we're still in ohio and i was yeah, still yeah working a sticks and brick job mm-hmm. yep we uh you know things break all the time so i'm fixing stuff daily and on day four middle of the night she goes to bed she's sleeping in the front the dog and i are sleeping in the back because we have all this extra room all of a sudden bang <laughs> and the she starts screaming oh i don't think screaming's right <laughs> she was screaming oh i, I might have screamed i might have screamed <laughs> the front of the bed had broke the uh, head of the bed mm-hmm. fell down oh so she, we jump up and ends up the floor had rotted and the bed had dropped. Oh, no. What? Middle of the night. So the next day, I mean, three o'clock in the morning, I'm out there with a bottle jack and trying to fix this thing. And the next day she gets up, she goes to work and I had had it. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock in the morning, I drove over to the dealership, made the deal with a new grand design. I text her and I said, what do you think about buying a new camper? She's like, well, I don't know. You know, we better talk about this. Like, yep, too late. I already bought it. No. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. So she bought hers and I bought mine. Yes. You guys are always surprising each oh, other. That's, that's right. So, so what did you think of it? Did you love it? I did, actually. Yeah. He he did a really good job picking it out. It was it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. That is a great story. Yeah. Well, you've been on the road for, what, almost two years now? Yeah, actually, it's going on two years. Mm-hmm. You're a nurse, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. What I'm kind a of a nurse, nurse are you? I'm a registered nurse. I'm doing um, case management right okay. now. So, so you can do that remote? Yes, completely remote. Oh, well, that's uh-huh. fantastic. Yeah. And since you're a very handy guy, you are a mobile tech. I am. And you're in a business that is rapidly expanding. It is. I uh, was a product of COVID. was in outside sales. Sales weren't great during that time. So at 50 years, well, 49 years old, I thought I'm going back to school and finally going to invest in myself. Mm-hmm. We decided to go to Texas to the NRBTA in Athens. They have several different classes. You can become a registered tech, a certified tech, which that's what I am. Mm-hmm. So I did five weeks as a tech mm-hmm. and then I took some extra classes. So they had Lippert Manufacturing came in and I took their week-long class, and then I also did a solar class for a week. So certified in several different things. Well, that's fantastic. Wow. So you were trained by the guy 
from RV Unplugged. Yes. So you yeah. can literally fix anything. I can try, <laughs> but yes. But you were probably really handy even before I that. was. And I had yeah. worked on campers for 25 years before I decided. Yeah. I mean, I didn't just, let's try this something different. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I with the toy hauler before, I redid the front cap and redid the side. And we, you know, we've always done handy stuff. So. Right. So you can fix RVs. Your wife can fix people. <laughs> she does better than I do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, I hope she does. <laughs> but you guys travel, and you're always in another part of the country. I think you were where we were this last winter in the Southwest, right? We were. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes, we were. That's awesome. And Dan, you were telling me that uh, no matter where you guys go, they find you. They need you. They do. So we typically what we do is when we... Before we get to an area, I'll send out an email with a letterhead, you know, and, and basically send out a flyer to all the local campgrounds that we're going to be in. And then once we get there, first couple of days, I go out and visit all these campgrounds, introduce myself, give them a flyer, give them some cards. And it typically takes about a week. And then the calls start rolling in. And I mean, it's very dependent on where we're at. Some places are better than others, but it's been a, it's yeah, been a been great really adventure. Busy. It's been awesome because we can pick up every five weeks to six weeks and go someplace new and get to see the sites and we actually are able to visit family then whenever we are able to what is the number one problem you see on rvs that you have to service without a doubt lack of maintenance people don't like getting on the roof they don't like cleaning ac units they don't like sanitizing the fresh water system or cleaning their tanks the right proper way so lack of maintenance is without a doubt. I mean, manufacturers will tell you, inspect your roof, I think once a year or twice a year. Mm-hmm. I check my roof every time we move. Right. So every five weeks I'm on the roof and- And what are you looking for? Cracks in decor, cracks in plastic, any kind of place that uh, water intrusion can get into. Mm-hmm. Water intrusion is the worst thing for a camper and that's, oh, yeah. what, that's what takes all of them out. Cracking in decor, cracking in the uh, skylights, I would see that would be the major, major thing. And Dicor is cheap. It's cheap insurance. Why? I mean, it's like eight bucks a tube. Get up there and slather the stuff on. It doesn't have to look nice. Right. You know, because it's on the roof. It's on the roof. Nobody's going to see it. I tell all my customers, if it doesn't look like a 12th grader just got a brand new welder, there's something wrong. Right. Because that stuff should just be caked on. But is it more for the older units or the new ones too? Everything. New units especially. Really? Yeah. Because... A lot of them use a rubber roof or a PVC roof. They're very thin. Mm-hmm. So if you go under a, a hanging limb, it'll rip the roof material, the membrane. So oh. just get up there and patch it up. We actually, once in Corsicana, 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 Texas, and we had these, they have, unlike Hinkley, where I'm from, we have regular buzzards. They have these crazy black buzzards mm-hmm. and they're very aggressive. They actually ripped a hole in our roof. Whoa! And had I not checked it right before we left, I I mean, it was a good size hole. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're pretty mean birds. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I've always said the further south you go, the bigger the bugs, but I didn't know it included the birds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What other kind of problems? I would imagine you've got some stories to tell. One of the biggest things is probably electrical. Everybody has to remember that it's an earthquake every time you roll this thing down the road. Right. And I'm sure everybody's heard that before. But things come loose, wires ground out. So, yeah, I would say electrical is one of the biggest things. And people don't understand. I'll get a call and my refrigerator's not working. 
well, your refrigerator's not working. Does it have power to it? Well, I don't know. It just doesn't work. <laughs> and I go out and it's like, okay, it doesn't have power. I realize it's 120 volts, but it's also a 12 volt. Right. So there's two different... You got two systems. Two systems to work with. And uh, people just don't realize what it takes to get these things to work. I would so imagine. electrical is huge. Everything wiggles and comes apart. You know, like us, we're a 50 amp unit. And sometimes you go into a place and they only have 30 amps. So you have an adapter and you put it on that uh, 30 amp plug and then you've got to be careful of what you draw, correct? That's right. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because you can overload it. Yeah, who knows? You could have a fire. Everybody wants to be able to, it's 80 degrees out. I want to run my AC. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, eight o'clock in the morning and I also want to run my coffee maker. And the wife wants to get ready, so she wants to run a blow dryer. You got to pick one. You're not running everything. <laughs> yeah, that's even, 30 amp. E- even with some of your 50 amps, you know, you can overload that system pretty easy. Wow. But yeah, especially with 30 amp, you're running one big ticket item at yeah. a time. Mm-hmm. It's all about power management. Unless you run solar, and we have a solar system on ours. Like right now, we're mooch docking mm-hmm. at our in laws, at my in laws. We have a 15 amp, just a regular extension cord. We're up and running. We're running my AC. We can run the microwave at the same time. There's really no limits. You said a 15 amp cord? Yeah, it's a 15 amp. And you can, oh, that's right, because of your solar. Is, yes. That's why you yeah. can run all that. Yeah, I can secondary run off all, all yeah. my solar, which you're actually running off your batteries. You're not running off solar. Solar uh-huh. charges batteries. Batteries run everything. Tell me about your solar system. How many watts you got? And uh, do you have lithium? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have lithium. So we have two 300 milliamp batteries, and they're lithium. The difference between liquid cell 12 volts and lithium 12 volts are a liquid cell you can use about i'm gonna say 40 percent really it's right 25 30 percent of that battery with lithium you can use 90 percent mm-hmm. so your energy curve is a lot longer with with lithium right we have four panels on top which are 1460 watts and then two 300 watt ba- uh, amp batteries and then a 3,000 watt inverter. I went with all Victron Energy. Mm-hmm. Victron Energy is probably one of the best. Okay, you've got 1,400 watts of power on the roof, and you've got the lithium batteries that store it. The most important thing is you've got the ability to get the electricity on the solar panels, and then you have the ability to store it. And those batteries will run down to about 90%, whereas mine, if I'm lucky, I've got six batteries for my house batteries. And those things give us about 12 hours before we got to turn the generator on. Oh. Now, for you guys, how long can you go before you have to turn your generator on? We're still testing. So we can go, if my math is correct, I can run the AC with in the middle of the night with no solar because it's not going to bring any, any wattage in. We can run our air conditioner for five hours. Wow. We're not running our air conditioner at night. If, if it's that hot out, we're camping wrong. We should go north. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's got to chase the wrong degrees. Right, right. <laughs> right. Just on, like I said, you have to do some energy audits and kind of figure out what you want to run and what you don't want to run. Mm-hmm. But we can probably go 20 days. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. fantastic. Yeah. That's incredible. Now, yeah. if it's nice and sunny out, we can go indefinitely. Of course, we have a Class A, came from a manufacturer. The manufacturer said, uh, no, we cannot put lithium batteries in this. We will not honor the warranty, and we will not troubleshoot it if you have an issue with it. So I'm thinking, okay, 
Now my RV is out of warranty. If I wanted to add lithium, what else would I have to change? Would I have to change? I got to change the charging system, I'm, I'm sure. And also the inverter, correct? You could do it that way, but probably the better way to do it is leave your chassis batteries the same way that it is because mm -hmm. you don't want to char change alternators and right. go through all that stuff. I would suggest making a separate battery bank and just run your house, so we call it house battery and chassis battery. Your chassis batteries leave alone, your house converted to lithium, and you would go from there. It would be cheaper in the long run to do it that way than you know converting everything else over. Or, as Patty would say, should we get another RV? <laughs> That's always an option. That's right. <laughs> right. Typically, people do three RVs. We're on our third. You're on your third. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're well, you're there. done. You're done. <laughs> we're done. Uh -huh. In two and a half years. Oh my God. That's uh -huh. right. yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You were telling us just a few minutes ago that you recently changed out a refrigerator. That's got to be a heck of a job. I did. So got there. The refrigerator was an absorption refrigerator. Mm -hmm. Absorption means electric and propane. Right. Uh -huh. They never boondock. They always have hookups. The cooling unit basically clogged up and it was no good. So you can change a refrigerator or you can put a new cooling unit in. Cooling units are pretty expensive, and it's still an absorption refrigerator. They're not that efficient. Right. You're gonna never gonna boondock, and you're always gonna have hookups. I would always suggest residential. Right. Yeah. They're cheaper in long, you know, initially, mm -hmm. and they're they're much better, more efficient. We had to, since it's a Class A, the door is 24 and a half inches wide. Yeah. And the new refrigerator is 27. Okay. Oh, okay. That was my next question. How the heck did you get that one out and the other one in? We, there's two options. You can either pull a slide. Even the small slide in the bedroom is about 350 pounds. Wait, what do you mean pull a slide? Take it out. Take it out? Take the whole slide out. Oh, I didn't or, know you could do that. a lot of times you can just pull a window. We started pulling the driver's side main window. Mm -hmm. It was really in there good with some extra glue. Once we got the right window out, slide the old one out, slide the new one in. Customer's happy. It's in there nice, and it looks really, really good. Did you charge them by the hour? I do charge by the hour. Must have been a long... <laughs> it was it was over two days. He ended up buying the, all the parts, so uh -huh. I just charge them hourly. And uh -huh. um, yeah, it was... The overall bill was less than replacing the absorption refrigerator. Absorption oh, refrigerator, especially the four doors, are about three thousand oh. dollars so he picked up a regular refrigerator for six hundred dollars so yeah here's the big question if i don't ask you everybody who's listening right now is going to say 
you got to ask him, how much do you charge per hour? What is the going rate for a mobile tech as opposed to taking it to a dealer or the manufacturer? I charge $100 service call, $125 an hour. And that's pretty standard. Around $100, $150 is probably pretty standard. Yeah, and I it's, think it fluctuates in areas. It definitely depends too. on area. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, when we were in Utah, it was 400 and 400, which... Wow. Is that what you were charging there? No, I still did 100, 100. Oh, the, those techs there yeah. did, though. Yeah. Huh? yeah, local techs there. You have to remember that Moab, Utah is 120 miles away from everything. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so techs are, you know, they're carrying a ton of parts. They're not running back and forth. So there's a lot of overhead. So, and I c- kind of understand why they charge what they charge. You know, when we were in Tucson, we had an elbow actually snap underneath our kitchen sink. And I couldn't fix it. So to make a long story short, we called a mobile tech, and it was $245 to fix it underneath there. But we got it fixed immediately, and there was really no alternative for us. I wonder what his hourly rate was. It was probably about 125 or so. But to make a long story short, we were still under warranty, and Newmar sent us a check for that. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of times, manufacturers will reimburse. There's two ways to do this. Mm-hmm. I can run everything through a manufacturer and get reimbursed from them. I don't typically do that. Some techs do, some techs don't. Uh, what I do is I charge a customer, customer pays me, I go off, I'm happy. They go after the manufacturer and it's never been a problem. Especially nowadays, dealers are so backed up and you're talking three months to get exactly. into a dealer. You're absolutely right. Manufacturers yeah. are like, just call a mobile tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be faster, you'll be on your way in a couple of days, everybody's happy. Right. So they'll reimburse, typically no problem. And if yeah. you go to a dealer, I, I mean, I've seen signs for 170 an hour. National average is $189. Wow. I've seen all the way up to $225. you are going to sit there for a couple of months. Every once in a while, you'll get somebody, you know, you'll get in quick and in and out quick, but it's that's not the norm. But I'll tell you, if you're out there and something breaks and you need a mobile tech, it mm-hmm. is fantastic that you can have that service. Mm-hmm. I mean, you breathe a sigh of relief. You do. There's added value with... I'm stuck on the side of the road or I'm stuck in a campground and I have to leave by 11 o'clock on a Sunday and your slide won't go in. Call somebody who knows what they're doing. They're going to come out. They're going to, you know, get that slide in and get you on the road in, you know, a couple hours or if they have to order parts. It may be a couple of days, but that's a whole lot better than... Have you dealt with that problem? I have, yeah. Every time I push that button to bring that slide in, you know, I kind of hold my breath a little bit. What would I do if it didn't come in. There are very few parts that I carry on my truck, but slide motors is one of them that I do carry. I also have a tool that in case the, basically the motherboard goes bad and Mm. it won't recognize controls, I can bypass the whole motherboard, hook it up to my little jump box and run that slide in. I can get somebody on the road pretty quick doing that. Or I can also fix it, you know, order parts and, and go that route. But when somebody just needs to leave quickly, I can get that slide in usually 15 minutes. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. What's the worst problem you've had to deal with? Black tank issues. Oh, that, gee. Without a doubt. I wonder oh. why. You'll notice there was no hesitation. No hesitation. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's right. So what have you had to do with that? I do not work on black tanks. Oh, you don't. But in saying that, I also do hydro flushing tanks. Uh, oh, There's okay. a big difference between just cleaning one out and fixing one. Little story, I got a call. I have a black tank valve that's not opening okay. so okay no problem i don't work on black tanks i can take a look at a valve 
I go out there and as I walk up to the camper, there is TP and everything else imaginable in the yard. No. Oh no. I walk up to the camper and there is sludge dripping from the the discharge hose. Oh my gosh. She failed to say that the valve was open. It wasn't closed and the tank was full. Well, I can't work on a full tank. I can't work on a full, you know, tank that's or right. a valve that has a full tank behind it. This person told me that it had a bad cable. When I went there and opened up the door, somebody had already been there and looked at it because the wall, the false wall was removed. And I went and grabbed the valve and it's just stuck, will not move. So the, the valve needs to be replaced. Not a big deal. It's not a, actually not that big of a job. But you thought it was an empty tank. It's got to be an empty tank. Right. I can't, yeah. uh, you know, there's nothing there to stop it. I right. can pull the plug, right. but it's going to go somewhere. Yep. And I am not laying underneath that thing working on a black tank when it just dumped on the ground. Why no. wasn't the sewer hose connected? It was at a campground that didn't have sewer hookups. Oh. So they run a honey wagon. Oh. So the wagon comes and, dump and sucks it out. Uh-huh. They couldn't even do that because the valve was stuck open. The cap is on. There's no way to stop that flow. Did you walk away or? I did walk away from that one. I didn't charge her a service call. You know what? Burn your shoes. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. but I cannot work on this one. And so I, was, I tell everybody up front, I don't work on black tanks. And that was in a campground and that all that a, was on the ground. Yep. Oh, yep. Wow. I do hydro flushing, which a hydro flushing is basically a pressure washer and you clean out the tanks. Mm -hmm. We do that. But black tanks, you would think would be the worst part of it. Gray tanks are more disgusting than black tanks. No really? Kidding. Yeah. They smell worse. Yeah, I would oh. imagine so. People just put stuff down the drain and like Animal it. fats from, from cooking. Mm -hmm. Honestly, shampoo and soap. Inside the tank, you'll get a, a, a scum layer in there. And once you start breaking that stuff up with this high pressure hose, that stuff comes out in giant chunks. Wow. Really? Tank cleaning is not an hourly thing. Right. I charge $300 for a black tank. $75 for every additional gray tank. Mm -hmm. I'll charge an extra $50 for a water heater right. and just clean those out. Because you need to, like I said before, maintenance is everything. Uh -huh. This should just be a regular yearly thing. Change the anode rod if you have one. That is a very good point. And that is, if you're going to get into this, you have to know all of this. And there really are not a whole lot of places on the internet that talk about this and talk how important it is. I mean, we do see maintenance, you know, YouTubes and things like that, but I think people overlook that, don't you? I do. And that's the nice thing, and I'll do a little plug for NRVTA. Mm -hmm. They do a owner's class. So you go down, and I think it's four days, something like that. I think it's a week, Actually, yeah. they, mm -hmm. I think they also do a online. Basically, they teach you how everything works and how to do your maintenance. Right. You're not going to get that information from a sales guy in a dealership. I mean, they know what their job is. They do their job, but most of them have never camped before. Mm -hmm. So they don't know maintenance-wise what to do or even what to check or how to hook the thing up. So what is in the future for you guys? Where are you headed next? Yeah, I don't know exactly where we're headed. We need to talk about that one. For <laughs> she yeah, wants to go we'll east. To I want to go west. Yeah, but I always want to go west. Yeah, we're, we're kind of undecided at this point which uh, direction we're going to head, aren't we? Yeah. Rachel's a beach person. I'm a mountain person. Yeah, we have that problem. Yeah. Unless we get mm -hmm. two campers, mm -hmm. we kind of have to go together. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. she, wants to, she wants lobster. She wants fresh lobster. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we need yeah. To have you been Maine. up that way, well, the east no. coast and up to Maine? There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. That's right. It's an expensive lobster to go 1,200 miles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. 
originally this year's plans were to be west mm-hmm. and we were going to go to montana and then work our way down to the T- uh, yellowstone and then tetons and then end up back in arizona probably in yuma for the winter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah we've had a few uh change of plans and that's the greatest thing about what yes right what we're doing mm-hmm. if you have if, if all of a sudden you have to go back to ohio because of a family member or something mm-hmm. you just camp, go. Can pick the up house is go. right behind us we just go yep. yeah yep that's true mm-hmm. so we kind of thought this year we might leave here and go to maine and work our way down the east coast mm-hmm. end up in florida for a couple months and then roll back west wow. oh okay nice yeah. yeah we would like to see the new england states for the um, fall foliage oh, oh yes that's fantastic oh that yes. would be fun. i want to do winston-salem for halloween, for halloween. yes oh. oh what could go wrong there right? that's right <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. all right so how long have you guys been married forever <laughs> really uh no this makes 31 years wow oh, yes. okay yes. You're close to us yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah this where'd july you, where'd you meet how'd you meet well we were Go high school sweethearts actually oh, yes okay. no That's when i was 16 dan was 17 i believe and my actually my mother got us together got really? us on a date oh. and my mother-in-law interviewed me for a job oh <laughs> she ran uh, several gas stations, service stations, service stations and, oh. and I was in high school looking for a job and oh. walked in and she got to interview me for her daughter, I guess. Oh, she liked you. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't say that. Well, well obviously. Nice that she was looking out for you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yes. I kind of thought he was cute. So we, yeah, we went out and oh, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Aww. It's been bliss ever since. That's right. Oh, yeah. But we've never had a fight. Never. Never. <laughs> right, see? Yeah. Honestly, I, and I, no kidding, in the past year and a half, I think we're closer now than we ever have been. Mm-hmm. Because we did a work camping job in Texas. We were on a ranch for three months by ourselves. There's nobody else to talk to. Oh, my gosh. So... I really think we're closer now than we ever have. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I think it's brought us closer. Well, yeah, together because for sure. when you took off to do this, then you were together like twenty four seven. Absolutely. When it all started, so obviously you guys did pretty well, and you're still. When you downsize from three thousand square feet to three hundred feet, <laughs> oh, you better yeah. like the person you're with. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know, we... I tell them it's like we're in a kind of a bougie apartment on wheels right now yes. so that's <laughs> i like that it mm-hmm. helps yeah. that's right mm-hmm. yeah well we want to thank you very much for your time yeah and Absolutely. wish you the Thanks best for having mm-hmm. us. and uh, we know you're going to be in yuma this winter so uh you know patty will probably have us down there and dan if you get a phone call oh dan um can you come over? <laughs> Anytime. I'm always available. Well, thank God. Uh, yeah. $100 an hour. Or $100 to get there, $125 uh, an hour. Perfect. Right. So we appreciate it. Good luck yeah, to you guys. Yeah. Thank you very Thanks much, you guys. Thank you. Dan and Rachel T. Kempel, owners of RigTech Mobile RV Service and Solar. We have the links to them in our description below. Well, thanks for joining us again. We're going to be back next week with another episode. But remember, the maintenance you do today will save you a bundle down the road. Amen. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.